You're listening to Magrito Podcast Network, celebrating the culture of Chicanos and Latinos one story and voice at a time. Connect on social, on Instagram and Facebook at Magrito. Find all the Magrito Podcast Network shows over at magrito.net. Welcome back to another rendition of Metiche Monday. Aplauso, por favor. A My Grito Industries podcast yeah. brought to you by the wonderful people of Grasshopper. GHB Buds. See, I always screw that. GHBuds.com. I don't know what's for wrong with you. Recreational and medicinal needs. And if you got that Emo Brown Social Club card, that clickety clank, because if it don't clack, that's just whack. Gotta get in there, man. Woo! We got the mayor, Mary Salas, coming up a little later in this podcast. But first, it wouldn't be a party. It would not be a party if we didn't get all of our members mentioned. Now, you know, I'm going to throw a little song out there. This one we can't get in trouble for because it's simplemente una pista. What does that mean? It's only the track. There is no music on it. Oh, the instrumental. Simplemente is an instrumental track. Let me find it because now, there it is. Check it out. You like this song? No, no, you don't like it. <laughs> Turn, turns out I don't like it either. <laughs> Shit, bro. Sorry, do I has what, on what, whatever. From the top to the bottom, from the newest till the oldest. Tony Marroquin, welcome, bro. Welcome. Oh, wow, Look Marroquin. at you, bro. We're looking at Tony Marroquin. We're looking at David Plasencia. He's a guy that rides his bicycle with us every Sunday. Big crowd this Sunday with us. You guys are like uh, the Sons of Anarchy. We got some gang gang shit going on out there, bro. Jose Uribe, bienvenido. Liz Lopez, Aubrey Espinosa. That's my goddaughter. Diego Luna, Ernesto Quintero, Eric Navarro, the nurse. He mm. was there. Terry Kiever, Tony Yu. He was not there, but he took video before we left. Sonia. Your favorite DJ, my favorite DJ, Sarah Stoll, Cesar Fernandez, the seat number number five, five, Jose Fernandez, Robert Betancourt, Bianca, what happened there? Robert Benincourt. Welcome. Martin Casas, Mason Innocentes, Sir Alex Rivera. We got a big game going on today, Manchester United. I took a shot for them. We need to win this FA Cup match. Matthew Echavaria, Roxana. You're not a squad member. You're not a squad member. Mm. Theo Collins, that's my godson. Omar Sanchez, nice to see you yesterday. A.B. A.B. I can't pronounce it A.B. It's Abby. Abby Heilbron. I like the name Abby. When have you ever, maybe? Maybe, (laughs) Abby. Brian Vong, the compa Rick Romero. This is Rick Romero. I don't know which Rick Romero that is. I've been told that it's a UPS guy. Big ups to you. I've also been told it's Ricky Rowe, the the, the social media, the media guy. Yeah, R squared media. I mean, I he told us it was him. Okay, so I'm going to go with him. Elias Delgado, El Compita Eli. Uh, Eric Ruiz, our little friend Maddie, Chief Sweat, Compa Juan, Anomanopia, Arcadio Mora, JC1, Pablo Cacahuates. Pablo Cacahuates has his own figurine. That motherfucker takes like portrait pictures of himself and posts it everywhere. Basically, <laughs> he's, he's turned into a thing. BJ is better. He'll be performing live at the brewer here at Three Punk Ales on the 15th. Cruise through. Enjoy yourself. Mike Beebe. I give this guy so much shit, but you know, Mike Beebe, thank you. 
thank you for representing Emo Brown on the east side of the world. He gives me feedback on every episode. Go ahead. He always tells me how much he loves our banter. Mm. He loves how dismissive and uh, disrespectful you are of him. Of who? Of him. Never heard of her. Evelyn Bernardi, El JP, <laughs> Nicholas Coker, Giovanni Correa. He, uh, I don't want to divulge too much with the compa Giovanni, but uh, he helped us out. We're, we're doing good things. Hey, felicidades, Tacos El Vaquero, bro. They're going to open up their own storefront, their own actual like brick and mortar. It's time, boy. So I'm, I'm going to assume that our Emo Brown Social Club card, it will continue to work over there. Uh, we'll have to reach out to them. Ben, see. Bikes for Beer, Hexis123, Felipe Meraz, Tony Wad, Maggie Brennan, Beatriz Uribe, Shit. Wait, did I screw up the name? <laughs> did I throw in one? I don't- <laughs> yeah, you're so adamant on the Brennan. So is it Brennan or yeah. Bren? Oh, it is Brennan. Why do I say Brennan? The last three episodes you have and I just let you go with it. It's so good. I mean, she hasn't said shit. Maggie Brennan. Oh, it just sounds awesome when it's like Brennan and brah. I think this is her fault. Yeah. You say Brennan and have her change it. Have some respect for Emo Brown. Speaking of respect, Chef Claudia Soundoval, Vladeria Tapia, Mikey Ferrar, please hold for page two. I'm a little bummed the music. Now it plays. That's not even the song I wanted, bro. Justin Seleska, Aaron Hill, Matt Lawson, April. Let's take a time out on April. Hold on. Let's go go back. Because now I really want that song to play. So it's not going to play, huh? Jeopardy. Ah, there we go. Oh, shit. I almost want to start over, but I won't. Matt Lawson. April Olsen. Kiki Montalvo. Hector Munguia, El Freshman. Erica Mendoza. Alberto El Dientes Pequeños Aguirre. That motherfucker be selling property and real estate what now, bro. Bro, Ozzy Perez, the homie Kevin Lewis, he'll come in with a little weekly update on what's going on. The homie Michelin, Oscar Uribe, Giovanni, Adrian El Alvuelo, Marino Gomez, missed you on the ride. Izzy Castillo, looking forward to having you here. Compa Muskies, always holding it down. David Angeles, his biggest attribute is that now... Detribute is that he's a Dodger fan. Let's keep it going. Selena Lugo, El Compa Brandon, invited me to a concert yesterday. Didn't go. Chavita Maldonado, Josh Dexter, Dickie Islands, alias Ricardo, Ricardo Islas, Aisha Ali, Bridget, Eranaya, Carla Caro, hey. Hector Parra, Tiki hey. Sarah Salas, the first wow. daughter of Chula Vista. Wow. Is that how that works? In Naples, Italy? Napoli. We're going to learn a little bit about her in the future. Liquor Store Mike, Sonia Baca, Robbie Lara, the motherfucker from Pen 41. Well, 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 what have we here? De- Denise Moreno, Jerry Jimenez, Antonio Brito, Angelfish Hernandez, Scott Donaghy, Steve Champ Juarez, Chupacabras Ben DeMoss, Jeff Lozano, El Mendigo Jamo, the homie Kimo, great ride yesterday, El Doyer, Fernando Arce, he linked me up with his son. I'm going to bring his son on the podcast. I want Hell him to, I want to, yeah. I want to learn all about what he's doing. Ranting with Ramos, Alex from the LBC, Samantha Reina, Paul Costello, nice to see you on the ride, Jay Escobar, David Hoyos, Lieutenant David Hoyos. Respect on that name. Hey. El Compa, El BFF, El Gustavo, Gonzalez, El Junior, Jason Holleran, D Rod, Daniel Rodriguez, Christian Moreno, Ro, Ro, Rodrigo, oh. Fernanda Gesbera, Amy, Ernesto Moreno, Prius Mimi Puke, Ben, Junior Sierra, the homie Gavin, Tom Phillips, Veronica the Rocha, Alex Aguilar, John Gennaro, Cesar Torres, wow, Estela Davila, Ruben Lopez. After our nice little financial institution uh, 
rant last week about people who were dropped off, all of a sudden, they're back and in action. It was so cool. La pista in the background. What can we say? <clears throat> Let's see. What, what, what can we sing of this? Of course. Right when I'm about to freestyle over the, the pista. Jeez, that, that, oh, man. Everything is going wrong today. Cesar Torres, what's cracking, bro? What's going on? You know, man, just good to be here for another Metiche Monday. Brought to you by GHBuds.com. Grass mm, Hepper, recreational, mm, additional, whatever you need. Mm, 50% off. Mm, but yeah, man, it was good. It was a, it was a strange weekend. A lot of ups and downs, roller coasters. We... Uh, Finally laid my aunt to rest on Friday, you know, at the service here at uh, Funanaria de Angel in National City, and then her final resting spot at Holy Cross, uh, you know, it's bummed as I am to see my family in those circumstances. It was great to have my little cousins here from Minnesota and, uh, you know, catch up with some other folks, and uh, there's definitely a piece of knowing, you know, that, you know, she's in her final resting spot. So I'm sorry for your loss, brother, and for your family's loss, but it, yeah. you, my friend, are like a poker player. I could never read you, bro. Okay. You, you always, your, your facial expressions and just the way you conduct yourself and, and, and go about your day-to-day is always very even keel. Very like, mm, you know, like you said, or keep it to the chest. Or what do you say? Yeah, keep it close to the chest. I don't know what that means, but I'm going to assume it says like you just, you just don't let shit <laughs> push you off your marker too often. Yeah, I try not to, you know. It's, it's, it's there's... Man, I mean, we're all going through it, man. Yeah, Everyone yeah, has yeah. their struggles. Everyone has their their factors that they're trying to deal with. And uh, I don't consider myself any, any more, you know, any different than anybody else. So it was good, man. It was it was nice. And then, you know, family mostly flew back or made their way out of the state Saturday. And then uh, I uh, had a friend that's visiting from out of town and got to attend a beer fest on Saturday, which I had not. What done. beer fest? It, San Diego Beer Fest. It There's like, beer fest going on right now? There was, bro. And it was outdoors at that Liberty Station and that big ass, crazy ass patch of grass right there close to the water. All and right, all right. Man, that was- A lot of breweries? Uh, yeah. They're from San of, Diego? Yeah. The from fuck? all over, from all over, man. All was over Virgin invited? Uh, apparently we were. Um, I know I saw it on our Slack thread and I saw people say they were going to be there, but- I got to start reading my emails, bro. <laughs> And I gotta they, start reading my emails. They bought the beer too. So yeah, it wasn't like a donation based one. Well, either. Jesus Christ! Yeah, but I only went because my friend Tony Bags came down, who was uh, from there does not exist, proud sponsor of the Emo Brown Golf Tournament. What's up? And um, you know, went to help him out because he was going to be all on his lonesome. And normally, I'm like, yeah, well, deal with it. But I decided to be a better human and go and help him out. And I'm glad I did because from the time they opened the gates at noon for the VIP folk, I'm not their way. I'm dead. They had a VIP session. I, well, I'm just relaxed. But you ain't got to drop. That dick right now, relax. Well, I wasn't part of it. Okay, like cool. Poor, proceed, man, proceed. Um, but when they opened up for general admission at one, bro, I, I from one to five, there was never a moment where he was not or we were not. Because at that point, man, I stepped in and helped him out, helped out our homegirl Danielle from A Cider. I was just vulturing around, dog, just like who needs a hand, who needs a bathroom break, you know. But it was crazy. Yeah, uh, you know, it felt a little bit better that it was all outdoors and you didn't have to mingle too much with people unless you wanted to go see somebody, but. It was uh, it was weird to see a beer festival fully in action again during all these weird times. Well, I was put in a position where I had to make a choice about going yes. to an event or not going to an event. And ultimately, I put it up to, you know, the people that matter the most in my life. You know, my family, we have a family chat. It's like, hey, guys, you know what? I was invited to play in a soccer match for a halftime and event. you're the reigning MVP. What's up, dog? Consecutive. Hmm. I mean, hey, two matches, two goals. You do the math. Have, I've heard one of those mm-hmm. goals. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
fuck Steve Garch. Steve Who's this for? That's for the people from the South. Hey, motherfucker. All right, cool. Go ahead. Handle your shit, boy. Where are you from? Right at Chula Vista. There it is. Awesome. It was hard for me not to go because, you know, I'm a douchebag, dog. I enjoy those things. I'm like, I wanted to go out there, score goals and shit on them fools that were like trying to stop me. But ultimately, I'm an unstoppable force when I'm on the pitch. So you were not going to contain me. I don't care who it was. But my parents, my sister, my brother-in-law, my wife, they're like, you know what? Jackass, this is probably not the right time for you to go and do it. So being the obedient young man that I am to my family. I said, yeah, you know, yeah, to my family. I have to make sure I say to my family. Yeah. Fuck all you. <laughs> when a lot my, of people got excited yeah. and then let down right when, when, away. My, when my family all like are in unison saying, yeah, you know what? Maybe this isn't the right move. Sit it out. I sat it out, you know. Um, you did. That's, and for, I know what that meant to you. So I mean, you, you are you are definitely, when someone says their family first, you mean that shit. Well, yeah, because I had a lot of friends that were out there doing, well, acquaintances, you know. And yeah. I'm in a little group chat with Jordan and Darren, and we're just shooting the shit. Some like telling you, Jordan. You know, I'll be going, Jordan Carruth and Darren Smith, you know. Yeah, uh, put some respect on their A name. little bit. And I mean, respect. and you put some money in Jordan's pocket because What's the up? way that they announced you on the podcast, mm. Jordan made it sound like not only are you basically the second coming of Ronaldo, uh-huh. but you are the best father that's ever existed, the best business owner, like... Jordan, he's married, and so are you. So take it down a notch. You know what? What what we're talking about that? I I think I should play that on the fucking thing. Uh, Let me see if I can. I suck. This is the main reason that we need a warehouse because your ego doesn't Mm, fit in this room, dude. It it barely fits here. Yeah, barely. Let's combine both of ours. Oh, here it is for all the curious about it. Let's see. (laughs) (laughs) There was people just chomping at the bit is not just like a weekend athlete. He's an athlete. That dude is doing like jujitsu five days a week. It's been a and year. He runs like 18 miles in the morning. Never, never done that. Pushing a UPS truck up that happens. down hills. And he's brewing beer at the same mm, time. I'm not a brewer. And just turns brew. out he's like also like the world's best dad. What's up, so dog? Thanks for making everyone <laughs> feel terrible about themselves, Steve Garcia. Thank you, Jordan Carruth from the Unnamed Soccer <laughs> Podcast. You know, the proud home of gold. <laughs> It was very hard for me not to go. I, I really, I love playing soccer, dog. I love playing at the fucking Pachanga Arena. It's mm. like, you know, it's the home of championship indoor soccer in all our fair country, you know, here yeah. in our fair town of San Diego. So yeah, it ultimately was not the smartest move. So I, I stayed home, but you know what I did do? We wrapped up mm. phase one <gasps> of the MCU, the Marvel, the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Oh God, I just... And let me tell you, whoa. And let me tell you what happened. Uh, Captain America, meh. Okay, there's five emo browns. You did not care. There's five emo brown rating system, okay? I gave it two and a half. Wow, the first first one did not move you. Not at all. No, it moved me to to stop. Yeah, I just like, (laughs) this is whack. It moved you. But wait, it gets worse. Okay. Uh, Captain Marvel, is that her name? Yes. Okay, no. I never want to hear from her again. I don't want to know what goes on moving forward and what storyline she is. There's not a, well, wow, God. Don't spoil I, I, it for I me. I can't divulge a lot. Okay, then don't. I'm cool with it. You will not see too much, but she will be back. It, she, it was just a boring movie. It was horrible. They, the, they force fed you comedy and it just didn't work. Like they were really going above and beyond. I expected more from Samuel Jackson. Like what's going on, Playboy? Like, motherfucker, you did snakes on the plane. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I expect absolutely more. So, so, you expected more from a guy that made a worse movie. Woo! <laughs> Then so, so, so what one 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 simply because it's a cog in the wheel of the MCU and I'm forced to watch it so I did 
Wow. All right. Ray, but here comes an uptick because okay. Iron Man came through and that thing was a fucking solid Banger. four. Solid four, Banger. bro. Of five, that's a four. Bang. Okay. Then Iron Man two took a dip. Yeah. Three and a half. I'll give it three and a half. Okay. You know, took a dip. Okay. I'm going to give Iron Man four and a half. Okay. Because that it was awesome. It's su super close to a five. Yes. But I don't want to shoot my load so far in phase one as there's four phases. There's four phases. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Then I mean, it's weird the way it's broken down because. Well, let me tell you how it's broken down on Disney Plus. Sure. It doesn't let you go to the next one until you finish one. So it like it says watch in this order. So we click on there and then a new one appears. So it yeah. just kind of goes one by one. I'm like, all right, cool. So when we finished yesterday, wife was like, oh my God, look at all of these are, are now available in the timeline. <laughs> so wife and I nerded out the kid the breaking timeline. news. The kids weren't even there to watch the last two movies with us. <laughs> it was wifey and me watching these nerd ass movies, bro. So Iron that. Man, four and a half. Iron Man two, three and a half. Yeah. Close to a four. Okay. Four. That was a four, dog. That was a, that four, was a solid four. Yeah. I'm, a, I'm a Thor fan. Another. Um, <laughs> I like Thor because Natalie Portman was in it. Oh, and the fucking professor from uh, Goodwill Hunting is in it. Uh, like, I'm go. like, oh, wow, that's a good movie. Is it, is it funny that part of me is so excited for you to see all the characters in? Turns out you're not alone, fool. Like, the dudes at work, they're like, yeah, bro. <laughs> and like, all right, I said, I get simmer down. All right, I like, and I told them, I said, I fucking hated Captain America. Yeah, fuck that movie. Yeah. I said, I hated Captain America. Like, yeah, that's the worst one. Uh, and then they're like, I don't want to tell you too much. I said, all right, don't tell okay, me shit. Okay. It's like, don't tell me shit. But yeah, Iron Man saved it. And fucking the Avengers, the Avengers was cool because it brought it all together. Right. The Avengers was cool because it put it all in a little box and tied a nice little ribbon on top. <laughs> but you know what? It wasn't a good one. It wasn't that good. No, no I'll give it a three and a half. Three and a half. Yeah, yeah closer I to mean, three than three and a half. Okay, well, there you go. Closer That's... to three than three and a half. Okay. But I'm going to give it a three and a half simply on the importance of what it represents. You know? And okay. I'm like, okay, phase one as a whole, I give you a three. I'll give phase one a three. Please tell me it gets better. Which is the best movie in this whole fucking MCU? All phases, one through four. Which one is my favorite? Okay. Is that what you just asked? Which one's the best one? Oh, wow. Let me give me a second to marinate on that. Not a, not a no, problem, though. Yeah, not a problem. Me a Phase one, uh, I felt good getting to know the characters. Obviously, I've known what Iron Man is about. Mm. I had zero knowledge on Thor. Less mm. than zero on Cap. I didn't know what Captain Marvel was. I didn't know what to expect. Um, I didn't, and Captain America, I've heard the name, but I, I, I don't know what the fuck Captain America is. You know, the little weenie who fucking goes on a machine and gets all bulked up. We call that creatine. We call that juicing, sir. That's called juicing. But apparently in this world, the X-Men world or the Avenger world, it's like you had to go into a machine and get all plumped up. And all of a sudden you you're ready to battle the world. And that monster in that one, Red Face or what that guy's name? The Red Skull. Yeah. Is it way no mama's bro? Shit, homie. Stanley was on some shit when he wrote these. Did Stanley write all of these? Not all of them. No? No, no. no. And what's up with him fucking I mean, being listen, so, he, he so vain? He characters. So vain. Um, Even when I'm dead, I need you to put me in each one of these movies. Uh, he wow. makes an appearance in all of them then, huh? Yes, he does. I did, I did do a little research and I looked. I was like, yeah, because yeah. I looked at them all and my son was like, oh, look at Stanley. And oh, there, look at Stanley. And, and, was like, oh, and you'll eventually get there, but the... Uh, his final appearance after his death is very, very cool. And it's very, it's very nice the way that they pay tribute to him. Joke's on you. Cause I read an article saying that homeboy did like 50 fucking cuts and appearances. So we'll be seeing Stanley making yes. cameos for but, decades right, to come. The one, the way that they showed him in the last, last yeah, one, yeah, yeah. the official last one. Right, right. All right. All right. That's exciting though. I hope you marinated enough. 
I I did not. I did not. I'm I'm looking at the list trying to make a decision and I can't. Without ruining anything for me, is Spider-Man on the the MCU? Am I going to watch any Spider-Man movies on here? You are going to eventually get to the the Tom new ones. Holland's Which Spider-Man. one is Tom Holland? Uh, the the kid that you like. Okay, because Mama's that, home, not away home. El Holmes, Todo el pelo, <laughs> John Holmes, Holmes, all the Holmes. Hey Holmes, I'm a fan of that guy. I didn't know this I, one is part of the MCU. Okay, Andrew Garfield, Tobey Maguire, not part of the MCU. Not a fan, especially the middle guy. Is that I don't know who that one is. Andrew Garfield. Okay, yes. we have yeah. the discussion over text. Okay, yeah, not a fan of that guy. Toby McGuire, you know, because he reminds me of my brother-in-law. So I'm like, all right, cool. I'm gonna give I'm gonna give you an opportunity, but Sean, not a fan. Yeah, you got, you got Sean. Really. Yeah, Sean. Sean. He looks a little bit like Toby McGuire. Um, but yeah, this the uh, Tom. What Tom Garfunkel? What's the last guy's name? <laughs> Tom Garfunkel. Tom Garfunkel. Oh, no, that's the guy that used to be the, the CEO of the Padres <laughs> and is now in Tom, that role with the My Heavy Talk. Dex- Dexter Holland. What's his name? <laughs> What's the name of the new Tom Spider-Man? Holland. Tom Holland. <laughs> oh my God. Tom Holland. He's, he's it was standard. worth it for this alone. All right. So Tom Holland is cool. Um, apparently Zendaya is a, is, I've heard yes. that name and she's yes. a big deal. She is. A I, I, dude, I'm on, I'm an old guy. I don't know what a Zendaya she, is. Wait, wait, does. I, will not, I will not spoil it for you. You should watch. I mean, <laughs> we're going to get off a whole different tangent because I feel every week it's like, Hey, you should watch. Okay. But when you speak on Zendaya, you should watch. When I speak on Zendaya. <laughs> The uh, Euphoria on uh-huh. HBO Max. It's a cool show that she's. All right, she's a lead in. Everybody tells, "Yo, how would you think of Zendaya?" And I was like, "I don't know who was she." And I she's was the like, one that's MJ. And yeah, well, and- done. Now I know oh, that. Okay. But I was like, I, I had no idea who Zendaya was, and I, and people ridiculed me. And, and now, when do you- I not watch enough TV? Uh, What's no, going no, on no, here? No, no, no. I feel like you. No. Okay. Well, here's the thing. What is enough TV? I don't know. Like- I, I get ridiculed every time. Because listen, you're just a creature of habit. You like what you like and you know and you stick with it. But now that you've started watching phase one, are you happy that you did it? Are you like, oh, well, now I'm an idiot, dog. Okay. When I start something, I got to finish it. Absolutely. So, wifey and I are like, okay, let's watch this one. We watched two movies yesterday, bro. Bro, All right. We watched two movies. I forgot to bolt up. I forgot to bolt up because we were watching the MCU phase one. So, apparently, since I didn't fucking bolt up, the Chargers just, they lost. They didn't, they didn't do well. Apparently yes, that was a whole yes. game. That was a, like an awesome fucking game. One of those things where he's like, oh my God, if you missed this, you missed the greatest game ever. Literally something that one of the announcers said when I flipped over from watching the movie to say, oh fuck, the Chargers are playing today. Yeah. Oh my God, if you missed this, you missed the greatest game of all time. And I looked at my wife like, what the fuck? Did we really just miss like a, an awesome ass game? <laughs> yes and no. I mean, it, it was a beautiful back and forth at the end of it because the, the Raiders were up by 15 points with like eight minutes left. And at that point it looked like, all right, they easily have this game. They had pretty much been dominating it. I mean, there was a lot of mental errors that cost them the ability to blow the game wide open because that game shouldn't have been as close. That being said, like there was a lot of different implications. Like if the Raiders outright won, either one of them had won, it was winning, going to the playoffs. The other one goes home. But if they had ended in a tie, because yesterday the Jaguars, the two and 14 fucking Jaguars beat the Colts who had been looking like a fucking great playoff team. And they just lost, lost to a two and 14 team, which then allowed the so Peyton Manning shit the bed. He, oh wait, he's not playing anymore. No, he, fuck. That's 10 years Phillip ago. Rivers, Phillip Rivers shit the, no, tampoco. who the hey, fuck is a Colts quarterback now? Carson Wentz. Formerly of the Philadelphia Super Bowl winner Carson yes. Wentz, uh, he put some not, respect on no, his name. Oh, the respect was taken off yesterday. Neta, oh, Valio. 
But wait, did they still go to the playoffs? No. Oh, they're out. Okay, so here's the thing. Because they shit the bed against the Jaguars, then it gave the opportunity for the Steelers, who were a 4% chance to get into the playoffs just a week ago because everybody expected the Colts to just roll over or the Jaguars to just roll over. Now they were in this position where if the game with the Chargers would have ended in a tie, then the Chargers and Raiders both would have gone in. But since one team outright won, it kicked the Colts out and put the Steelers in. So now the Steelers are in the playoffs. A team with a 4% chance of making playoffs made it. Just a week ago, yes. See, I lose all confidence in condoms now. (laughs) All right? If Ben Roethlisberger has 4% chance of making it to the playoffs and he actually pulls it off and makes it into the playoffs, I'm happy I have a vasectomy. You know, because, oh, man, the last thing I need is four kiddos. And wifey would agree. I, I just I just looked up condoms. That makes sense. Oh, my God. Because I think they're like 98% effective. I don't, I'm a virgin, that, so I don't know. Uh, yeah. Just only because you don't use Q-tips, fool. Look at that. <laughs> Dirty ass ears. Phase one was mediocre. I still don't see what the appeal is in the MCU. I'm hoping phase two will change my mind. Mm. What's in phase two? Do you know off the top of your head? Uh, the Guardians of the Galaxy. Are I'm excited Netflix, for that. I hear a lot of good uh, things. Thor Ragnarok. Uh, I hear Iron that's Man the 3. best one from Thor. No, all right. I mean, listen, it's hard to just put like the best on anything, you know. I will say that one of my favorite fucking movies. Look over my left shoulder. Oh shit! What does it say there? Three punk ales by liquor store Mike. I have bad placement apparently. Doesn't it say Ducktales? Woo! Shit. Okay. Oh, winner, reader, best of twenty twenty one. It's not hard. Local pop. It's not hard to put best on something apparently. Okay, apparently you just have a hard time making that decision. Yeah, so that's why it's hard for me to vote for what my favorite one is because they all play critical roles. I will say Captain America, the Winter Soldier is a fucking dope. Who's your favorite character? Iron Man. Iron Man, okay. Not not even close. I'm going to think Spider-Man and Iron Man are going to be neck and neck only because I've seen the last two of Spider-Man and I'm like, I'm like, Uh, you'll see where the tie-in is. Yeah. Yeah? Well, Spider-Man and Iron Man, Iron Man cameoed in one of the Spider-Man movies. I don't remember what. all of them, The first one. Yes. For sure, because that's where he says, hey, bro, yeah. rah, 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 whatever. Oh, what's up? Am I a nerd yet? I mean. Am I there? Am I <laughs> you know, a nerd? Are you dying to be there? Yeah. Then yes, you've been oh, anointed. Oh, thank you, bro. I mean, you've seen the Discord, bro. We've had how many nerd arguments going on in there, man. That's When you start having these conversations and arguments, it's officially your nerd status, bro. And you're going to Disneyland, so you get to check out Marvel Land. I mean, you get to do all the things. There's bro. a Marvel Land in Disneyland now. There is now. What does that even mean? Well, there's an entire area dedicated to the MCU. There's a Spider-Man ride. There's a Guardians of the Galaxy ride. There's is it in Disneyland or in California? Adventure. I think I like California more. Do you? I think so. Okay. I think so. I'm going to find out for sure on Thursday. That's when I'm going. Oh, it's your first visit, huh? Yeah. Tell me something. Uh, BFF Gus just went. See. And he said something about that. If you get a fast pass or pay for a fast pass, it's only one ride per day that you get a fast pass on. So you got to use it wisely. Well, not necessarily. And then I have the other homie, Pen 41 Robbie, the little Rob said he paid $20 and he got access to be... front of line or whatever no waiting the whole day there so there's okay this is gonna be a clear it up handful. for me bro disney now offers the genie disney genie it's it's an app it's based out of their app okay the disney genie you can sign up for every visit it's twenty dollars you can get a reservation for a fast pass to almost every ride but you can only hold one fast pass at a time so if you get a fast pass for let's say star tours then you have to wait till you go on Star Tours and then it frees up and then you can get a fast pass for something else. Mm. Now, 
It encompasses every ride, but three. Those three rides are. Let me guess without even knowing, without even fucking knowing. Yes. I know what Walt Disney's doing already. Okay. Splash Mountain. No. Oh, fuck. I lose. Uh, Space Mountain. No. Fuck. Yeah. Shit. Yeah. I give up. Yeah, okay. uh, Pirates of the Caribbean. No. We're not God even close. Damn it. Uh, the, the Haunted Mansion. No. <laughs> the Churro <laughs> Line. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Radiator Springs Racers in. Wait, wait, what? Cars Land. The ride. Oh, okay. 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 Radiator Springs Racers. Okay. You go in the cars. All right. That's one of them. The new Spider Man, the Web Slingers. <laughs> and Rise of the Resistance, the Star Wars ride. Okay. Those are like the three most popular rides currently. According to who? <laughs> According to the lines. Really? Yeah. Those things will get up to two hours waits. Sometimes Damn, two and a half hours. You ain't going to catch me in that one, okay, dog. So here's the thing. Go ahead. So the Disney Plus, the Genie Plus won't allow you access to those. If you want to go on those rides, you pay an extra $20 to get like a fucking fast pass to go on. How much lines. do I have to pay? For my wife and I on Thursday to not wait in any fucking lines. Hey, when I went with Natasha, we bought the Disney Plus service, which was 20 bucks for the day. And then Genie Plus. Why are you trying to sell me on a, on a video service? Everybody got Disney Plus already, fool. That's different. That's I know. I'm telling you, you're the one saying Disney Plus. I meant to say Genie Plus. All right, go ahead. All right. Hey, welcome back. <laughs> welcome back. You're back. Go ahead. Uh, so I paid that. And the day we went, it wasn't a necessity because we went on a fucking rain day mm -hmm. on Tuesday. So it was no like, lines. No lines anyways. But I wanted to try it out. And it comes with like the access to like the pictures that they take and whatnot. Natasha loves that shit. But we walked in and went straight to Rise of the Resistance, which Natasha had never done. That's the fucking dopest ride. Is that the one where you sit in one of those little space uh, ships and you are you got somebody you pushing a it. button on that side? And then No, that's a Millennium Falcon. Okay, that's the one I've been on. Yeah, okay. that one's tight. So okay. no, this is the new one, Rise of the Resistance. It's, it's, it's like three separate rides in one. It's cool. All right. Yeah, you'll like that. How long no. is it? Like 10 minutes, bro. Oh, really? Yeah, it's All a right. ride. In Disneyland ride terms, that's like yes, the that's Godfather trilogy, bro. <laughs> like, you're sitting through the whole fucking pedal then. So that being said, we walked in and that line, that ride broke down. So right away we were like, okay, people were already camped out there. I knew it was going to be a long wait. So I went on the app and it was like, you can buy a fast pass to come back $20. And I was like, dude, $20 for my little girl to experience a ride that she's been dying to go on for a fucking year. Absolutely. Okay. So I dropped 40 bucks just for us to get on the front of the line for that one. And then 40 bucks for the other one. So that was $80 to not wait in any lines whatsoever. No. So if I pay 40 for wifey and 40 for me on Thursday, yes, I don't have to pay. I don't have to wait in any lines. Probably not. But okay. Thursday at Disneyland, is there going to be yeah, a lot of that, And that's the thing. And the kids are back to school. Yeah, so that's what we're going. Because fuck them yeah, kids, bro. Fuck them them kids. kids are in school. We're going to leave them in school. My mom's going to pick them up. We're going to go to Disneyland during the day, like right after work. We're going to gun it up there and do Disneyland shit. Wow. With Disneyland people. So $80 combined gets us access to all the rides without waiting. Well, the remember, that 20 was specifically for Rise of the Resistance. You could very well use that 20 and put it towards Spider-Man Web Slingers. You can do the Cars Land. But what about I, the teacups? That's more my <laughs> cup of tea. <laughs> that is all those other Fast Passes are included in that Disney, okay. the Genie right. Plus service. <sighs> it's overwhelming, dude. Being a nerd is hard. It is. Being a nerd has a lot of hard work. What, what are you doing? There you go, I want it. The kids. Fuck them kids. <laughs> what was that? The Bernie Mac clip. Fuck them kids. Oh, fuck them kids. <laughs>
I'm a nerd in a lot of aspects. Uh, watching those movies, no. Going to Disneyland, no. But riding bikes on Sunday, bro. I am king nerd when it comes to that. Actually, the king nerd of bike rides is uh, the Jake homie Justin. Yeah, homie Justin. He holds it down. He's he, he's taking the lead. I say, hey, man, this is you. Embrace it. Hold it. Flourish it. Grow it. He has. We had like over 30 people on Sunday, dog. It's insane. Outside, it's doing our thing, insane. riding bikes. People stopped. When we got to Little Italy, people like were having their breakfast, whatever, lunch, stopped what they were doing, got up and started like taking video of us, bro. It's like, oh, what's going yeah, on? Cool. Uh, I don't know what's going on if they're like, all these Mexicans down here. We, you had, know? A, we had a few white sprinkles. There was, there was a couple, couple, couple of vanilla brown faction of the Emo Brown Sunday rides led by yours truly, Kevin. Kevin Lewis. Kevin! So yeah, it was fun. <laughs> our, our group is growing. The, the reaches and I met a lot of new people. I met, a, I, they've told me a lot of crazy stories. <laughs> you know, one of the guys that was out there is that I just recovered from COVID. I've had COVID for a long time, like three months. It had me. I was on oxygen tanks. I'm just learning to walk without it. And my dude was out there pedaling, dude. Damn. You know, I met um, UPSers, a bunch of UPSers. And let me take this moment right now to say at Three Punk Ales, if you come in with your UPS ID card, the one I'm showing Cesar right now, Ooh. that one, and you flash it to our Lickety. beer tender, you get that $5 beer. Oh. You know, we're wrapping up what is quote unquote peak season. That shit's done. You guys, it's over, but it, we're wrapping it up this week. If you come in and you flash that card for the rest of the year, you can get a $5 beer My God. just because- I know the, the the hustle involved in working at UPS. You know, I work there and I want to give back to my peeps, you know, and, 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 and I'm going to get people. What about Amazon? What about FedEx? Well, have one of them motherfuckers open up a brewery or a bar that works at <laughs> FedEx or at Amazon and offer this kind of deal to them. Yeah. You know, but for Don't me and my people, <laughs> for me and my people from, from UPS. I'm offered to them. Five dollar beers. Five dollar oh, beers. Pen 41. Oh, Pen 41, Lil Rob. I'm sure he has a, a humdinger of a question a little later. Ooh, he always has humdinger of questions. So yeah, man, the Sunday ride, it's growing. It's the reaches, it's, they're expanding and it's it's awesome. It's, it's one more um, avenue that the Emo Brown thing that we've created does. That's, that's why it's, it's more than a podcast. It's wild for me when people say, what is Emo Brown, man? I mean, I had that question posed to me by my cousins that came from Minnesota and they were like, hey, we see you posting about it. What is this? And when mm -hmm. I went into detail, A, they were incredibly proud of what we are working to accomplish and B, they just thought it was so fucking dope. They're like, you guys are building a community within a community. Emo Brown is life is all we should say moving forward, bro. What is it? Everything. Everything. Emo Brown is vida, bro. Aye. Damn. Are you, are you jumping on these tattoos? Oh, you're not doing tattoos. I can't always keep forgetting. I get excited because I'm like, oh, we're going to do these tattoos with Emo Brown. But one day. This year, I do plan on getting my first tattoo that get I plan on. And Natasha, when, the once Natasha that one's out of the way, yeah. then the rest will follow. Because I got, I, got, I got three in mind. I got one for Natasha, one to honor my, my grandparents that are no longer with us, one to honor one of my best friends that's no longer with us. And then after that, you know, it's like, I know it's an addiction, so I know yeah, it's probably kind of an that. addiction. It depends on what you like. I mean, pretty soon. I you, see you Jay know. Clip, dog. Oh, he's got he's, he's got the eyes to cover next, Dude. and that's it. Jesus There's Christ! Though, I, I see you getting the uh, Minnesota royalty on your on your neck, bro. Maybe Prince. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe Kirby Puckett. I, I, I don't know. I do, we'll I do, see. I do have a Prince one that I would like. See, you know, there, there it is. So Sunday rides, emo brown. It's not just a podcast. It's just. It's not just like you know clothes and merch. It's, it's not life. beer. It's not like all of the other things we're doing. And like, it's not a hot sauce. What? Oh, it's not an ice cream. Oh, you is, know? Is, is it not a strain of marijuana? It's not a strain of marijuana. Technically, that's emo greens. You know, and it's, it, there's just a lot of things that we're doing with this thing of ours. It's a yeah. foundation. Mm -hmm. And ultimately it all comes in and it feeds the foundation, you know, because if you ain't so doing good in the hood, what, what the fuck is it really for? Yeah. You know, 
<sighs> What's next, brother? Bro, how about this sea lion trying to cross the freeway? Get pedo con el sea lion, bro. I, I, it, <laughs> how twisted was a sea lion like hung over from New Year's parties that he ended up on the 94 freeway? There is no water anywhere near the 94. But here's, I think. Where'd he come from? That's what nobody can figure out how the hell he got out there. And that's why sometimes I like being high and looking at these stories because then I get to see instantly, instantly all the fucking conspiracy theories about, cause you know, the, the, the natural response was that they sent out a, um, a, uh, they called like the sea lion or the sea world rescue team to come out and get him. And of course, right away, everyone was like, well, SeaWorld probably planted him. Ooh, they anything for the, good press, They needed bro. the good publicity. Damn, How would a sea lion, lion be out there? How it did a sea lion get out there? I, dude, who Where, where exactly in the 94 was it? On uh, the 94 and the 15th split right there. Hey, well, you know my miss. That by Archie lady. Moore's pad, bro. That's by Archie Moore's pad with a boxing glove swimming pool. I mean, you're, Historic. <laughs> you're miles, miles from the ocean. And Ese like, pinche seal tiene better cardio que tu, güey. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Too close to home? My bad. <laughs> outside whenever you're ready whenever you're ready bro pride to live and never forget <laughs> never forget bro I can't you push that button every fucking show never forget man 9 40 in the morning bro and like yeah so just west of 805 near the mount hope neighborhood man all of a sudden this fool is just like <laughs> trying to cross right there there were some good samaritans that stopped traffic to try to help it to make sure it didn't get hit and chp arrived and then eventually the sea world rescue and scooped the fucking 250 pound young male into a safety net and loaded it into a truck damn and the, the, then I wonder somebody, how sea lions taste. Somebody from wow, somebody from <laughs> Sea World came out and said, "Yeah, this animal has been in our rescue facility before." So it's the vato. It was rescued in early November from Harbor Island Can't Drive. Stop, won't stop. It was released shortly after and has been showing up in kind of odd situations and spots since then. This is definitely the weirdest, though. This sea lion is a tweaker, bro. <laughs> <laughs> he's not dropping gummies. He's no, hitting that pookie. El pookie tweak. No, cabrón. <laughs> he's on a seek when this fool, man. So, because they tagged it, and apparently that's how they were able to uh, to recognize it. But yeah, man, it, it's like it's, it talked about how it traveled to the 94 from Point Loma and was in Mission Beach, Mission Bay earlier in the week. Like, you know, they, they can. They Maybe can this motherfucker's it. running for office. He's out there, like, you know, being politicking all over the county, bro. Is you, is your, isn't you my constituent? Hey, I guess I'm a pinchy sea lion, neta. I don't well, think I, I don't know if I ever hey, had bro, a sea Somebody's got to know. Uh, we'll I've look I've it tasted up. shark. Shark yeah. is delightful. So, yeah, shark steaks. Shark steaks are very mm -hmm. good. Um, but yeah, I wonder if is sea lion even edible? Is this something you can eat? I mean, whales eat it. So might as well. It's got to have some sort of value. I'm down. <laughs> so we're basing our taste off of what a whale. All right, done. Breathes through sense. a snout, just like you and me. I'm down. I'm down to taste the or, sea lion or a blowhole. But all right. <laughs> uh, yeah, man, that was crazy. Uh, this morning, you posted something that caught my eye, bro. What was up with this guy in Los Angeles? First off, I started following this new page in, in LA, and then oh fuck, I don't, I don't, I don't remember it. I'll post it up later. Well, actually, if, you, if you're on the on the Instagram page, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. But it's an LA uh, Instagram page that goes over hood shit, just like outlandish things going on right now in LA. And there's a lot, apparently, man. There's a lot, and it comes from street people of Los Angeles. Somebody captured an image of a plane crashing. All right. You'd think, oh my God, that's the worst thing that could possibly happen. Guess again, my friend. Guess again. <laughs> this plane fucking crashed on some railroad tracks, okay? 
One, fortunately, the, the pilot did not die. He was just all gashed up. His face was all cut up, bleedy, pelo. It's like, oh man, poor guy. In the video, when it starts, you see the police officers like hustling, you know, dra- trying to drag him out, pull him out of the of the plane, you know, a little small Cessna plane, single engine. I only say that shit because they always say that like on the, on the news, single engine Cessna plane. Um, He was on the train tracks. Coppers are out there hustling, trying to get him off. They get him off and everyone's like, oh, two seconds later, pinchy tren, bro. Yes, because he's fucking, like, what are those trains called? The, the emergency. The coastliners. Yes. A coastliner runs the fucking plane yes, over, he decimates it. Happened to do an emergency landing and came to rest on the tracks and they got him out and like, Bro, I'm not gonna lie. If I know this man and he calls me and he's like, "Did you see what happened?" Like, get out! Don't talk to me. I don't want anything to do with him. I'm two things, his bro. Number two things. I've seen Final Destination. I know this how this ends. Yeah. yeah, two things. One, I'm trying to get caught up in that. Who the fuck did you piss off? <laughs> Somebody's out to get you, bro. Somebody was out to get you that day because you know you had two things. Like, there's three things in life that are like very high in in, in uh in odds. You know, from the gambling perspective. In a plane crash is one. I'm going to assume getting hit by a fucking train <laughs> while in a plane crash is number two. And winning the lotto is number three. This motherfucker did the first two already. You know, I was like, I crashed a plane and the train tried to end me on the train tracks while I was in that plane crash. Buy some lotto tickets, bro. That's that's the next thing I'm going to do. Like, number two is buy a lotto ticket because you're going to win. Is it way, bro? Hey, he woke up, put his pants on one leg at a time, got in a plane, crashed it, said, oh, shit, that's Maybe a bad day. Maybe put him on two at a time, and this is why. Maybe he's a hopper. Wait, wait, wait. I don't know where I saw this question. When you put socks on, is it sock, shoe, or is it sock, sock, shoe, shoe? How do I do it? Yeah. Sock, sock, shoe, shoe, I think. Fuck, I might be a serial killer, bro. Why you do sock yeah, and shoe? Yeah, and sock and shoe. yeah. Somewhere out there, there's a dude and then that after put, that I put my pants on. I, that's tricky. <laughs> I was gonna say there's some, some dude out there who puts one leg on in his pant and then puts one sock and then puts one shoe and then he puts his other leg in and then there's, another sock. This and is a rabbit hole of too many oh variables. Oh god! Hey, you know, unfortunately, who did not escape death? Who is that? America's dad, Bob Saget. Okay, bro. 2022 is ending just as bad as 2021. No, wait, wait. 20- Scratch that. Reverse it. So much time, so little to do. No, let's reverse that. 2022 is starting just like 2021 ended, bro. We lost our Shitty grandma. as fuck. Yeah. Betty White, out. Gone. John Madden, out. Oh, what a horrible way to end the year. Here, hold my beer. But like 22 you know, said. Was, you know, one is respectively 85. The other one was 99, but he was 55. 65. 65. Yeah, bro. And Sydney Poitier. That's four. Man. Bro, that's four. And, and, and like, like two, two weeks. weeks. Yeah. Four big, like big stars in, in, in two weeks. The What's next? Ones, man. Oh, Sydney. That's an impactful human being right there. So that's, yeah, man. I, I, yeah, man. You know, it's funny. Like everyone, like how you respond to death, especially like a prominent figures or celebrity figures. But I feel like everyone had this weird connection with Bob Saget because we grew up watching him on, on Full House and then America's Funniest Videos and then for people like you who was on whoa, Entourage. Whoa, 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 whoa. All right. Take That's it easy. One of your favorite shows. All right. I just so want to know. I don't know. I don't know you were going. People like me. Yeah. Careful. Go ahead. Proceed. <laughs> <laughs> he was on Entourage and he was awesome. He was great. Yeah. He was great. Uh, I mean, hilarious. He, he was... And then, you know, everyone knows him for the cameo in Half-Baked. Yeah, yeah. That's just, you know, and the guy couldn't have been more night and day from the TV personification to the stand-up he had. and Raunchy. Raunchy. Hardcore. 
And no from, fucks given from all accounts, you know, and it's easy to say once someone very anti Danny Tanner shit. Yeah. You yeah, know what like, I'm saying? And like he relished, you know, getting on stage and he hated how much of a personification he had developed on the other end from being America's dad. Almost to the point probably where he wanted to be hyper outlandish to, hey, yeah. forget about Danny Tanner, all right? I'm Bob Saget, and this is the shit I do. And I've heard some of his sentiment. He's fucking bananas, man. Crazy start crazy start to the year, man. Crazy start to the year. Insane. But here we are on Metiche Monday. Ooh. Coming up now, everybody, let's welcome the one, the only, Chula Vista's very own, Honorable? first Latina and first Mexican mayor oh. of Chula Vista, Ms. Mary Sala. What's going on, Ms. Mary? Thank you for coming on Metiche Monday. Not a lot of people are brave enough to venture into the dungeon and go over Metiche Monday questions that are brought to us by the listeners. But here you are for your third time, your third go around on the Emo Brown Show. That's right. No fear. Cero miedo for our mayor here. No fear. How's everything been? Whew, it's been so busy. Okay, con todo, con el basura y todo eso. Mm-hmm. And you've been out of town. Todas las quejas del público. Is, okay. <laughs> Duh. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna assume knowing that you get a lot of complaints. A lot of people. Oh yeah. Yeah. Who who feels it? Who's the first line of defense when you're fielding uh, pushback, complaints, questions, anything? Oh well, you know, um, I am. Yeah. And Teddy, so you don't really have anybody there like takes oh, yeah, care yeah, of. Yeah, yeah. No, so I have staff. Mm. You know, so they go through my emails, and um, you know, we sort them out every day, and and we answer them the best that we can. And try to solve whatever problem they're that they're having if it's within the scope of the city. Sometimes they're asking me for miracles, right? No, for sure. Um, I can't do it all, but I try my best. But um, yeah, so I've got really good staff that helps me filter out the emails and get to the ones that really need priority right away. Well, ultimately, what is a mayor's job? Um, you, you you've been here for how long now? Um, seven years. Seven years. You're going on eight. This yeah, is going to be yeah. it. That's all right. This is a, this is it. This is it. This is it. November, your term is done. December, city council, is that meeting in December, that is yeah. a wrap. It's a we wrap. We storm the Capitol. We don't do that here in Chilovis. <laughs> so we just kind of sit afar. Right, cool. I'm just going to make sure. Oh, now you, they have you on record well, now. Well, no, I, shit. Now it's going to be nice. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't know about With that. flowers. We storm the Capitol here with flowers and say, thank you <laughs> for the last eight years, Ms. Mary. Thank you. What exactly does the mayor do, though? I cut ribbons. I I've been I've been witness to a few of them, like one here at our establishment. And I think that people think that that's all we do is cut ribbons. But believe me, it's a real demanding job, and there's a lot of pressure all the time. And you're on the job seven twenty four. I don't know why somebody would want that job, Miss Mary. It seems like a very difficult task, an uphill battle. You're never going to make anyone happy. You know, for one thing that you do that's positive, there's going to be a repercussion that just makes it worse on the back end yeah. for you. Well, you know, fortunately, I have about 82% of the public that really Hell thinks I'm doing yeah. a good job. And so um, that's continuing to provide the best service that you can to your constituents, being available and accessible to them. And so um, if anybody contacts me, I usually get involved right away. That's, I don't even do that. I'm nowhere near being as... Okay, well, you see me on 3rd <laughs> Avenue all the time. You frequent 3rd Avenue. I mean, you're my neighbor, so I see you a lot more than just on 3rd Avenue, but you're yeah. always on 3rd Avenue, walking Wally around and just walking going up Wally. and down the block. Everybody knows our mayor. Everybody knows... I don't know how often you go to the east side of Chula Vista. Um, I don't go there that often because, um, you know, really, I'm walking 3rd Avenue not to stalk you guys, mm. 
but um, it's a great opportunity for me to exercise my dog and exercise myself. So I walk my dog at least three times a day. Damn. She perrito walks more than me, bro. <laughs> but you know what? It's because he's so damn demanding. Okay. So if I don't walk him, he's like, oh, 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 like that and just bugging me. Bro. I mean, he knows you're the mayor. He knows you. <laughs> Wally knows you're he, the mayor. He's he like, will get in contact with the press if he's not walking. Out. Aside from mayoral duties, uh, what else has been going on in your life this past month? How were the holidays? How were things? Well, the holidays were good. So, um, uh, you know, my daughter moved to Italy. So she moved to Italy for a job with the Department of. She Canada. is a proud Emo Brown Social Club member. Yes, I'm telling you, is. her card clanks. Yeah. Clank, clank. Yeah. So she is. So she's there in Italy, and I went over for the holidays. Um, to visit her. It's really lonely lonely for her because she went without family. You know, she's in a brand new city. Does she speak Italian? She speaks a little Italian. I'm really proud of this this girl when I went to go visit her. So uh, she's in Naples. Okay. And Naples is a crazy city. Best okay? pizza ever. It's got good pizza. It's yeah, got the best. Good, good, a lot of things. But it also has horrific traffic. It's got rude people. And... Um, you know, so you have to die. You, you can't just drive defensively. You have to drive offensively. And so this little, my daughter took me on so many Mr. Toad's wild rides. <laughs> so she's gotten acclimated to the way oh, things go yeah. down in Europe. So, Hell yeah. yeah. So Your favorite I, I was, ride. I was really proud of her. And she's really explored a lot of places within the short time that she's been there. But on the other hand, it's really lonely for her. So it was really important for me to be there for Christmas and New Year's. So um, I couldn't even imagine uprooting, going overseas to a country where I don't speak the language fluently and then just kind of like, all right, let's see what happens. Yeah. You know? She had to navigate everything. So when that's she, pretty cool. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so when she first got there, she was in, in the Navy, she was housed in the Navy base. Right. But then oh, wow. they had, she had to find her own apartment. Her apartment's cool. You go out to her, her, you like through her, her living room and her bedroom. You look outside and she's got a view of the Isle of Capri. Just, she lives in a beautiful uh, complex, but, you know, navigating outside of that is crazy, but I'm really proud of her. So she had to get her own apartment. She had to buy a car, um, do all kinds of stuff to set herself up and to live there in Italy. So she's done good. I'm really proud of Sarah Salas. If you happen to be listening to this podcast, Miha, I love you with all my heart. Look at that, man. Look at that, bro. See, I want to call my mom after this, fool. No, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna I, just, I just texted my mom when we were talking. Damn, my mom. I just want to make. How has proud. it been traveling during COVID in Italy? How does Italy handle COVID? Because they were one of the first countries to really get the brunt force of what yeah. happened. So they got the brunt force, and they learned a lot of lessons. So if you go to Italy. Uh, you have to show your green pass if, like, you're if a, a resident. It's on your phone, and we as uh, foreigners had to show our vaccine card. So in li- Italy, you can literally go. You can't go anywhere without proving that you've gotten your vaccines and your boosters. So everybody here that's whining about their vaccines and their personal freedom and all this kind of shit the, that the virus continues, um, you know, they need to get over it. Because if you're going to travel to Italy or Europe, you know, you have to have your vaccines and you have to prove it. Otherwise, you don't get you don't get into restaurants, you don't get into bars, you can't get on buses. You can't do anything without a vaccine card showing that you've. you've so it's taken it. to the next level. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, too bad that we can't do that here. Too bad that, you know, a lot of political leaders don't have the guts to say, look, it, let's just get this damn thing over with. And get everybody vaccinated and back to 
back to some kind of normal. How are we doing here in Chula Vista during the COVID now that we are year two into it on the yeah. brink of year two? So we've got really high vaccine rates here in Chula Vista, but those that are not vaccinated are getting sick. And even the ones that are vaccinated have gotten the, you know, the, the Delta or the Omicron. Um, but fortunately those, those things are not as uh, devastating as, as uh, to people but the unvaccinated, they're still in risk of going to the hospital and they're still in risk of, of dying. We're fortunate enough that in our little club and people listen to the podcast, we have people who are nurses that listen to the podcast and they'll give us phone calls and give leave messages and leave us updates like, hey guys, this is what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, last week we had Alejandra call in and she was like, hey, this is what's going on. Just make sure you're ad- adhering to everything, that's all the protocols because these are the effects of you guys not doing it. They're saying that right. our hospitals are getting overfilled, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, and guess what? All those people that are working so hard in the healthcare and the hospitals, they're they're fed up with this, right? I mean, they're overworked and they're tired. Short staffed. Oh yeah, very short staffed. Short patients, short everything. I mean, right now it's like it, it's year two. Yeah, it's it's a crazy time here in Chula Vista, as in other cities. Is there some sort of mandate for city officials, uh, city representatives, police officers, fire department? to have force uh, mandated vaccinations or yeah, so um, we didn't, we haven't implemented a mandate and fortunately we've got such high compliance that I don't think that we're going to have to do it. So we had a lot of reluctance from um, the police and fire side of it, but you know, as, as this has gone on, the vaccine rates there continue to climb and our fire department is actually doing really good. Um, we have a few people in the police department that, you know, um, are not complying with the vaccines that don't want to get the vaccines, but then they're subjected to test all the time too. I've seen a lot of this firsthand now. Cause I, you know, I'm not one of those people that you have to do this on either side. If you don't want to take the vaccine, that's up to you. You have to deal with those, you know, consequences. You want to get the vaccine again, that's up to you. You have to deal for whatever consequences there may or may not be with doing that. Yeah. But you know, the, the it's not just their consequence. Mm-hmm. It's just not the unvaccinated consequence. It's the, the health risk that they're putting on others that are doing the right thing. What a time to so be alive, I really don't bro. have. I really don't have a lot of patience for them. Not right now. Not ever. Moving forward. Yeah. Are you happy to be done with your term as mayor in Chula Vista during these crazy times? Um, I'll tell you what. It's a double-edged sword because mm-hmm. I love my job. It's really exciting. It's mentally stimulating. And I've seen the difference between people that retire and don't have a plan and they kind of get like, mm. you know, they kind of like lose their yep. edge and that kind of stuff. So, um, you know, I, I hope to keep really, really active in other things other than politics, but I am really going to be happy to leave the politics aside. I don't so, blame you. So I can do and say whatever I want. You already do. <laughs> you already do. This is brought to you by Grasshopper. We. <laughs> I'm not saying we took 25 gram, milligram gummies today, but damn. You know I I'm did. I'm feeling all warm and fuzzy. A, I would be asleep right now. <laughs> no. Five. Limit still. I'm always I, know, ki- I just do the gummies, you know, because I don't like to smoke. No, it's bad for you. Yeah. <laughs> it makes you cough. <laughs> I'm always curious with people at, at your stature, it's like going into a situation like this, you know, being elected mayor of Chula Vista, second largest city in the County of San Diego, how that feeling compares to now on the tail end of the seventh year leaving office. What's your major change at your mental state from getting in there to now leaving? Well, you know, the way that I look at it is I look back at the seven years that I've been there 
and I look at all the changes that I've implemented. So, you know, I'm not a braggadacious kind of person. Ladies and gentlemen, here comes a bragging moment by our mayor. Go ahead, go ahead. (laughs) But you know, when I think of all the changes that I've implemented and I've pushed forward in the city of Chula Vista, I can say that the city is way better off now than when I started. We're better off fiscally. We're better off in the way that our city looks and the improvements that we've made to our sidewalks, our parks, our trees, our sewers, things that people don't think about, recreation centers, all those things. And so how, how did I make that happen? I pushed forward two tax measures. Taxes are never a popular thing. But I also understood that we had this tremendous fiscal deficit in our city and, and our city services and the quality of life would continue to decline if we didn't get the revenues to support it. Get money. But the thing is, once the public can trust you with that money, with their tax money, you better make sure that you're spending each and every penny for the benefit of their quality of life, right? And we have done that in the city of Chula Vista. So I think that that's a big accomplishment. Um, I think it's an accomplishment that I established the Human Relations Commission and that we became more inclusive as a city, more welcoming, more tolerant. And I'm also proud of the work that I've done to support our police during all that defund your police stuff that was going on. And some of the criticism that we're getting for license plate readers, you know, I continue to say that those are a good tool for our police officers to keep people safe, not to spy on them, but to keep people safe. I know for a fact, I've been followed by a police officer in the van. You were with me. I remember one time it was right after the riots and I were driving our delivery van, um, mm-hmm. probably doing some drops of beer or whatever. Yep. And you were, you were in, this, in the passenger side. He's like, oh, look at that car, the police car behind you. And I had talked to a uh, to Lieutenant Oyos and I was like, hey man, so what exactly happens when somebody's behind me? And they, they read my license plate. What information pops up, generates, populates on the screen? Apparently, it shows you the name and it, occupation if it's somewhere here that's available. So I, somewhere along the line, it said Steve uh, probably owns a brewery. And that's why he's driving around a van. Because that guy was behind us and then he disappeared and he was gone. I was, like, huh. I was like, okay, maybe I feel good. You checked out. I may have gotten out of a ticket using that same technology no. in the okay. past. So, <laughs> yeah, so no, 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 no. So you're getting it wrong. Go ahead. Ooh, nice. Ooh. Okay. I haven't been told I've been wrong in a while. Get some learning on. You haven't listened. Not only that, you're you're getting it way wrong. So um, when those, there's cameras on on the police cars. We only have four. Okay, in the whole city of Chula Vista. That motherfucker's always following me then. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so three are assigned to somebody else. But One hey, is assigned to you. It's probably Steve, oils. No, no, Steve, maybe he's following you because you're cute. Hey, hey, I'm all about it, you know? <laughs> okay. Crystal, I'm all about turn it. Off the turn off the radio, wifey. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so what happens is that when they're traveling around, nothing will happen. It's just recording licenses, right? Nothing will happen unless... Somebody has reported like, you know, this license plate was involved in an accident or this this was a reported a stolen vehicle or we're looking for a missing person that and, you know, they drive a car that's blah, blah, blah. So the only time that an officer at the moment they're driving is going to even even have that information pop up is if there's already some kind of- It's been of, red flagged already. Yeah, already. Mm-hmm. So, so um, you know, 
I don't know what it was. Maybe not paying my ACE tickets on Third Avenue. Would that populate some concern? I don't. I, don't I have think about so. eight of them. No, okay, go ahead. Oh, really? I can't fix them for you. I cannot do that. I did one better. I just don't pay them. I heard we don't have to oh, pay then them. You know what? Yeah. You're, you're, eventually, you're going to have your ass thrown in jail. Oh man! You know what? It's something that I always wanted to check a box. Also, we'll see what happens. <laughs> no cierto. Hey, Damn, what the hell am I doing um, today, bro? Yo, I don't want that. You incriminated yourself? I do not you want that. start another insurrection? <laughs> like, hey, that didn't happen, fool. You know what? We're, let's just get to the questions. Right. Let's just get to the questions to Miss Mary, bro. <laughs> this is getting a little dangerous. Miss <laughs> <laughs> Mary's leading us into deep waters knowing that Mexicans don't swim. <laughs> <laughs> hey, do gringos swim? Damn. Oh. I don't even want to I don't even want to say gringos around you, man. I'll end up costing us $16,000. Kind of salsa. Is it ever appropriate to call somebody a gringo? Only if they are. All right, boom. There it is. <laughs> Case closed. Caso cerrado. Caesar and I have compiled a few questions brought to us by the Discord. Discord is a group of people who are part of our club who ask questions, and we want to make sure we highlight their questions above anybody else's. Caesar. Yeah, the first one is, uh, you know, I think they're trying to hit your roots here. Drew P. Salsa roja or salsa verde? Ooh, that's a bad oh, question. Oh, salsa verde. What do you eat the most with salsa verde? Everything. All right, all right, all right. Where's yeah. your favorite uh, restaurant here in Chula Vista? Mexican food. Oh, Mexican food. Mm-hmm. Wow. We asked the hard-hitting questions here, Eddie Mo oh, Brown. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I just have to remember. This is your last year. You're yeah. not going to hurt anybody's okay. feelings. You'll be fine. Okay, so for the convenience of it, mm-hmm. Don Pedro's. Don Pedro's is always there for the score. <laughs> Salsa verde. All right, I'm with it. I'm all right, with it. Yeah. you agree? What about overall restaurants in Chula Vista? Not just necessarily. Oh. Okay, you're going to think I'm real bougie. Uh-oh. Can I sue you for that? I don't want to know bougie. bougie. Yes. <laughs> you just said she's on her way out. She was safe. This is... I like Romesco's. Bad and bougie. Our mayor is bad and bougie going to Romesco's. They have the best tamarindo uh, cocktails, like tamarindo margaritas, perdón. I hear they're really good. They carry three punkels. I'm okay. I just, I sign off on that. Yeah, that Technically, it's Bonita, though, right? They just, they just have... No, no. That's in within the city limits. My trippiners at Bonita. I it's thought you were Bonita, Bonita proud. No, I'm, no. I'm from Bonita. I just want to make sure that we're not no, blurring hun, any lines. No, hun. Ooh, here it is. Okay. You're Mayor all, explaining. You're, you're Mayor yes. explaining <laughs> me. I'm mansplaining. <laughs> when I can drop the hun, it's like, oh, fuck. Yeah, well, you're weenie. I better listen. <laughs> you got it all wrong again. Strike two. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so it's a Bonita address, but mm-hmm. it's within the Chill Vista city limits. All right, we'll claim them. We'll claim them. All right. Okay. All right. You got to take them. Next question. Aisha, our wonderful coordinator and overall badass. She asks, what is being done to address the homeless populations that seems to be growing exponentially, specifically in the West Chula Vista? Mm. Yeah, that's a problem, isn't it? So um, I just had a briefing with my city manager this morning. You know, we're, we're opening a um, tiny homes village for the homeless. And so we've uh, purchased um, 62 um, tiny homes and uh, we're in the process of, so we've already purchased them and we've got uh, a request for a proposal out for somebody to manage the, the homes, you know, to do mm-hmm. wraparound services. So it'll be able to accommodate um, about 150 people because some of the, the tiny homes are for families as well. Okay. So, uh, and we know that that's not going to be the total solution to the problem, but at least we can get those that have a chance for, you know, rehabilitation, that type of thing to get back on their feet again. You know, there's there's a certain population of the homeless that's so far gone, um, you know, that living in the river bottoms and all of that, that um, even if you have 
that kind of thing for them, you know, shelter and Support. The services, mm-hmm. is they're not going to go in. They're just so far gone and they just um, want to live the way that they want to live. That's not to say that living homeless, you know, I, I hate when people say, oh, it's a choice to live homeless because it's yeah. not. Something got you there right. to begin with, right? A victim and, of circumstance and some issues, absolutely, absolutely. mental health issues, on and just, you know, down on hard luck, a lot of things. Yeah, We're all just one bad month away That's from being absolutely. on that. Absolutely. Absolutely. And she is. You know, God bless, you know, we're blessed and we should thank God for what we have. There it is. Fuck, I I feel like I gotta go to church, bro. (sighs) She says, also in the same arena, the amount of graffiti that pops up, is that something that the property owners need to clean up or is there somewhere to report that so the city can assist? Let me backtrack on that, actually. Let me backtrack. Previously, I had something pop into my mind. To your guys' credit, city government, I realized that uh, our park here on 3rd Avenue, what is, remind me the name of it. Okay, Freedom? This, no. Memori- Memorial, Memorial Park. Yeah. It has definitely gotten cleaned up. Oh, absolutely. I, I, I want to say, um, uh, Jill Gallup has mentioned to me something about a free leash, leash free park. It was like a dog park and yeah. something that happened. And I guess that kind of spearheaded it. Yeah. So it's a leash free park. Leash free, gracias. Uh-huh. Okay. Um. I don't like to advertise it though, because I want to keep it for locals. Okay. Oh, we, there's no park on Third Avenue. No, <laughs> there is no park on Third Avenue. None. It no. has been fenced up. And the no. best brewery in Chula Vista is not on Third Avenue. You right? have three Punkales is not on. Th- oh, we are two five nine Third Avenue. Come yeah. through. So anyway, that's a real that's a real pleasant park. I, it is now. I I can't imagine that you haven't taken your dog there. So you know, there's a whole like community of dog owners, and we all go, including myself, because Wally likes it but there's a whole community of of dog owners that go to the park on a regular basis and they've become friends and they socialize now and there are people from all walks of life so you'll see a doctor next to you know somebody that is you know very humble and and they're just all friends and like yesterday when i was walking wally down there um a dog was having a birthday this is a regular occurrence oh wow they were celebrating some dog's uh, birthday and so this like community group of people, they just, it's a loose organization. I mean, it's not even an organization. They just show up. They have this big old potluck, you know, a potluck. dinner there. Jesus. Yeah. Gentrification is happening. Jesus Christ. I just, people are here giving their dogs oh, birthday. Man, party. I just learned about puppuccinos the other day, bro. Like, this is going on. <laughs> no. Oh, man, I'm not having my dog associated with this tomfoolery, this ballyhoo. No, so they they have all kinds, you know, so they get together and they do that. Uh, we One time this guy, this guy and his wife, they come from Louisiana. And so um, he he brought out his big kettle and he made jambalaya oh, wow. in the park because of a dog's birthday, right? And so it's just really a fun and pleasant uh, park and it really has built community. It really has built a, 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 a venue for people to get to know each other. That, that is awesome. I look forward to taking our little dog there. Our dog just got through his all of the round of shots. So he is able to, you know, freely yeah. interact with other canines and human mm-hmm. beings. So... I didn't know that until Jill Galvez brought it to my attention. I was like, all right, cool, a leash-free park. Because yeah. right now, the only park I know is Aurora Park, and there's so many dogs there. It's like overwhelming. It's like, oh man, I don't want to. I don't want to yeah. go there. Yeah, oh. and you know the problem is, is that um, you know that the dog parks are wonderful, um, but you have to be really careful because they also destroy the lawns and stuff, right? When they're running around. So um, that's what you'd have to be cautious for. But we've got some really good dog owners and it's really a lot of fun. Graffiti. Yeah. So uh, graffiti. 
Caesar, you asked about that. So yeah, we have a um, an app on a city app that you can report graffiti. Okay, and we'll try to get out there as soon as possible. You can always contact my office as well. Careful, careful. You. You're you're hey. throwing those. You're throwing that yeah. out a little too much, there, Ms. Mary. I don't want you to get overwhelmed with well, these things. My friend well, Oscar, who part, will be reaching you know, we, were, out. we started talking about all the complaints and sending mm-hmm. emails. Well, that's part of it. You know, yeah. people write to me about graffiti and stuff and we try to take care of it as soon as possible true or false you have an app on your phone that tells you how many days are left before you're no longer mayor of chula vista no but that's a good idea you're welcome <laughs> you, know, if you need counsel I'm, I'm always here caesar what's next our friend your friend my friend tony aka keenroy says question for the honorary mary silas Oof. as your term comes nearing to an end what do you feel your biggest accomplishments were and do you feel enough was done by the city to attract businesses to chula vista um, I think that we've done a good job of, of, you know, being more open and being more attractive to businesses. Uh, you know, we try our best, you are business owners and, um, you know, the whole thing that happened during COVID and us trying to make it um, easier for you to operate during that time. Um, you know, the business assistance, um, loans that we had, Indeed. all that kind of stuff. So, um, we have a really great economic development team and we're continually trying to uh, attract businesses here. What we need are more like a, a kind of high-end job kind of businesses. And um, that's been a little harder nut to crack, but we're, we're making progress on that front as well. I can only speak for personal experience dealing with city government with mm-hmm. throughout the, 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 the shutdowns and this. You own they, 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 they held our hand. They let us know what we needed to do. They said, these are the grants and the options that are available. This is the financial assistance that we can provide. These are the things you need to do to get it. Mm-hmm. So we sat down, we looked, and you know, with the help of my mom and our squad, we did it. And for us, knock on wood, fortunately, everything, everything, okay. kind, I know the word, everything kind of came out roses for us. You know, again, that's our, our personal yeah. experience. I cannot speak for any other right. business, but yeah, I think I do on a daily, thank you guys for everything that you guys have done for us. Yeah, and I think that, you know, um, because I know Third Avenue so well, right, and the business is on Third Avenue, I can tell that, you know, the efforts that we made actually kept the doors open. But not only that, is actually created more business for you. Mm. Because I see that, you know, especially if you're looking at venues like, um, you know, Tavern on the Vogue that had such a small space and now they're expanded to outdoors. I mean, they they doubled their capacity for serving uh, customers, right? Right. Same, uh, and you can look all the way down the street, right? Um, the business that I would just really love with all my heart is Brew Bar. That is such a unique little spot, and I just love it. And I know that, um, you know, that um, Alex has a tough time, so I hope he makes it. I'm, But that is really a sweet business. Small businesses and tough times go hand in hand. You know, every month it's a new hurdle. It's a new obstacle to kind of get over. So if it's one thing that you can learn as being a small business owner is like, you're ready to battle anything at any time of the year. We've had to do, we've had to do shutdowns multiple Mm -hmm. times. You know, we've had to deal with certain mandates on occasion. Every curveball has been thrown at us. So Alex and Brubar, they're going through their own little battles right now. So yeah, yeah, we wish them the best. Yeah. Caesar, what else we got, buddy? Uh, The follow-up. Tony asks, Damn, these people are asking two yes. questions. These are Barbara Walters or what's cracking here, boy? <laughs> Jesus Christ. We have more than 20 minutes, Steve. All right, cool. What would you like to see the city government continue? And what would you like to see change with regards to bringing in jobs and closing the gaps in the disparity between wages and costs of living yeah. in the city? Well, you know, part of that is, you know, it's so tough right now for just Joe Blow to make it, right? 
oh, it's the rents. Mm-hmm. And well, even rents for businesses. Yeah. Right? I mean, they're jacking up the rents for businesses that are just driving businesses away. So um, it's, it's uh, that type of thing is, um, but so what should we continue doing? We should continue to really help the businesses like you, right? The small businesses grow because that's where you get most, most of your bang for the buck because it's like we are a city of small businesses, and so, yes, we need to attract larger businesses, but we also have to help our small businesses grow. And that's the way you're going to get more employment. So we need to continue working on that. What would I change? I think that the process of getting your permits through, you know, mm-hmm. that's always a complaint. That always. <laughs> I'm going to tell you right now. <laughs> Got us a couple of things on my mind. Yeah, there's, <laughs> there's so much red tape, you know, and sometimes our city staff I, and 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 you know they're following regulations, yeah, for sure. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a bureaucracy, mm-hmm. um, but sometimes you have to. It's not the it. clerk's fault who's giving us all the information. It's not their fault. But, it's just be so awesome if it was a streamlined method with okay, you're opening a retail space. Beep, beep, beep. Okay, this packet is what you need to fill out to get a retail yeah. space from A to Z. Once you have this, yeah. we'll have it ready for you. Get it approved, then have somebody go to your spot give you a grading, review it, and make sure you're ready. Exactly. If that was available, oh my God, my name yeah. is Steve and I'm running for mayor in 2028. Oh, you should have done it this time. No. <laughs> you should have run for D2. I don't know. One, I don't know what that what that means. And it's two, I don't run. I don't run. I, I briskly walk. I walk at a fast pace. <laughs> I've seen it. Yes. I've it seen it down like, uh, third Okay. Avenue. It's, it sounds like you have too much sanity. Yeah. You know what? And just listening to people who are throwing their hat it's into the this crazy river. Yeah. Right. You want to, you want to call me sane? Compare me to politicians, man. I'm the sanest motherfucker you'll ever meet. But it, just listening to some of these people that are uh, throwing their hat into the ring. It's like, oh my God, why would you put that? Why would you put yourself through that? Why would you put your family through this? All of the scrutiny and and everything that comes with running in a, in, in a race, a political race, yeah. in a small town. Small town politics is probably the worst kind of politics that ever is. I would agree with you that small town politics are, but Chula Vista is not a small town. And, according to the definition, mm. we are a big city. Oh, nice. so we are a big city. We're the 15th largest city in California. Damn. So we're not small potatoes, but- I can't speak to what motivates other people, but what motivated me initially was a deep love of my community and seeing seeing where the power structure was and the power structure with was not within people of color. Okay. So I actually ran because there was a coraje involved behind that. Because anger, guys, for the British speaking fans. Uh, anger. Yes. Coraje. Lucy no. equates to anger. Go ahead. Yeah, because, because, you know, uh, the political structure did not represent the people that it governed, okay? Wow. The demographics, right? Mm-hmm. And so I became the first Latina elected in the city of Chula Vista. That's crazy. With the population that we have, the first Latina mayor elected. That's crazy. That's nuts. We should have had, <laughs> you know, a tradition of that. And, and it was so hard to break through that. You know, it was so hard to break through the power structure. And it was so hard to, um, you know, get the, uh, the credibility, right? Because when I first ran, it was like, oh, this little Latina, this little short lady, you know, let's not pay attention to her until wham, I ran and I beat the pants off everybody. 
<laughs> she won, and the guys were pantless. Yeah. Yeah. Seven years later, that has here we are, and now she's ready, ready to just hang it all up and. Actually, I was talking about twenty-five years ago. Oh, twenty. Wow. Oh, that's right. Because you're you started. Yeah. Oh wow. I started as a city council person. Mm-hmm. I did eight years there. I went to a water board, did two years there. I went to the state assembly, did four years there and came back to run locally because this is where I love it, where, which gets back to the motive. Why did I do it? I love my community. I love the city I live in. I love it because it was a place where my grandparents moved to over 100 years ago and they helped build this city up. Latinos helped build this city and that wasn't being discussed or valued at the time I ran. You once had a conversation with me a couple of years ago as it relates to the Mexican population and demographic here in Chula Vista and our inability once upon a time to actually uh, own land yeah. here in Chula Vista. Yeah, we had CCNRs. We had restrictions. <laughs> we had land restrictions <laughs> where blacks, Mexicans, and Jews couldn't move into certain areas of Chula Vista. What's up, dog? Chula Vista. But, Jesus no, Christ, was, Caesar. That wasn't just Chula Vista. It was San Diego. Oh, well, that's it. Well, that for me, it's just it's Chula. I, I don't know if you know, but I don't leave Chula Vista ever, Miss Mary. But that is crazy to think like here in 2022 in a community where I'm feeling comfortable saying 75% of the community is of Mexican descent. Mm-hmm. Once upon a time, we weren't even allowed to own property in our own well, community, in our own you, city. You could. You could buy property in Otay. Mm-hmm. You could buy property at the salt works, but, but there was red line districts. Okay. Jesus. There was certain areas that you couldn't move into. And now look at 2022. Correct me if I'm wrong. Mayor. Mm-hmm. City manager. Yeah. Police chief. All women. Yes. Am I missing anybody? Yeah. Planning director. Planning director. Planning I know director. the fantastic yeah. four. I knew there was four of you. Yeah. That is awesome. Mm-hmm. You and you are the spear, the tip of that spear. Leading it. Oh, thanks. Yeah. I mean, for me, as, as I don't, I don't reside here. I've had family here my entire life. Burn them, loser. Get out. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Damn, <laughs> dog. That was- this episode's not going to help your future running. I got to be honest with you. Um, you, you, you're in a position where you can never make anybody, everybody happy. There's, you can have the best of intentions oh, and sure. someone's always going to yeah. be upset, but Speaking on what you just said, you know, what, what the community meant to you, what it's meant to you to drive you continuously. How has that felt to watch it from the start of your career to now? And like, even in your term as mayor, mm-hmm. the drastic turn that the city has taken, you know, the revitalization of third Avenue and just the perception overall that's changed, you know, from people calling this place Chula Juana yeah. to now it being such a desirable location. I've had friends that never knew where Chula Vista was. And now, Oh, I'm looking for, I'm looking uh-huh. for property down there. Right. Like, well, what's, how's that got to feel? It feels really good because, um, you know, I started out my, my political involvement by getting appointed to the planning commission. And that was in the early nineties. So that was before all that development to the East happened. Mm -hmm. And so I was part of that body that was looking at the environmental impact reports, the master plans, all of that and examining that. And then to think that, you know, all these years later, we're seeing those communities built up and thriving and being wonderful places for families to live Mm -hmm. and to thrive. That's really, really gratifying. It's not just about the past seven years. It's about all that time that I spent, you know, um, working on issues within the city 
And it's not, it's just not about me. It's, it takes, sure. it takes, you know, the planning commission. It takes this. It's a whole squad. Yeah, yeah, it is. But to be part of that. Awesome. And seeing it realized that is so gratifying. It That's really is. Good on you. That's Let's awesome. get into the dirty business of politics now. Uh-oh. What's going on with trash? Trash. Yes. Oh, What's going on? I have an accumulation of, of blue bins on my block overflowing with all of the recyclables. Yeah. Where, how did we get here? Uh, and why did we get here? Okay. And is there an end in sight? Yeah. So um, did you notice though, that the moment I came home and uh, chewed out some ass that trash is starting to get Look at you. Up? No. Well, okay. So um, the strike began on December the 17th. And, so we're um, approaching a month. Yeah. So right? the sanitation workers have been out of work for and striking now for a, um, you know about three weeks now, going on four weeks. Um, how did we get there? Well, you know, they were the sanitation workers were demanding respect and livable wages, right? You know how expensive it is to live here. You know what the inflation rate is. And those sanitation workers, they bust their butt every single day. And that is, by the way, a very dangerous job. It, it has a lot of occupational hazards, injuries. You know, I have a brother-in-law that was bitten by a black widow one time and his leg was swollen and infected for months. I mean, it's not an easy job. And so we have this contract with Republic. And so, uh, you know, I've been, I've been putting pressure on them uh, to try to get to a resolution of this strike. But, you know, quite frankly, right now, I don't think that they're valuing their sanitation workers the way that they need to be valuing them. And that means putting money in their pocket, okay? Uh, and and uh, don't give me this business about, oh, well, we're so good to them. At Christmas time, we give them gift cards. And we know mm. they need money in their pocket to survive, to live in dignity, right? And this trash strike has done a lot to show us how important their work is, right? Absolutely. Well, people are freaking okay? out. I know, they freak out. Yeah. And number two, I hope what it showed them is how much trash that they generate, how much they consume and lead to the pollution of our planet, right? Time to start composting. Yeah, well, and that's been delayed, right? Mm -hmm. But I think that what the city has to move to is really changing policies that businesses are not going to like, okay? It's like banning plastics. So when you move to other forms of packaging, that's going to be a cost, right? But there's environmental costs that go into that that really affect not only the businesses, but your quality of life, right? So um, it's it's really been uh, an eye-opener, I think, for a lot of people to realize, you know, how important sanitation workers are. And I hope about their consuming practices and the waste that they generate. So. When it comes to the city and the involvement of a union and a labor dispute, what what is the protocol? Do you guys stand yeah. on the sideline and observe and make sure just things don't kind of curtail out of out of control, or do you intervene, get involved, and try to mediate, or how, how does that work for you? So um, the contract that we have with Republic, it was um, it was ratified in 2014, and since the strike has gone on, I've taken a deep look at that contract. And there are a lot of holes in it. And um, the contract was written for the, you know, to more favor Republic than it was the um, the sanitation workers. And it kind of tied our hands as to what we could do. So what we can do 
is that we can, and we are going to discuss this on Tuesday at the city council meeting, is that, you know, declare an emergency, okay? And one thing that they, in the contract that they're not doing is they're not picking up the trash and they have to pick up the trash. So they're bringing in all kinds of outside workers to do this work. Well, in, in essence, what they're doing is strike breaking. And, and it kind of is, uh, is kind, of, kind, of, kind of causing me some concern as to our participating and helping them do that to bring in other workers. But on the other hand, we have to keep the city safe and clean, right? Correct. So, um, so I think that it will be resolved. I certainly let them know during my meeting that I had last time with them, how unhappy I was with Republic. And I think that what the city has to do going forward is that contract is valid until 2024. And um, what I am going to request is that we start looking at putting out a request for a proposal, you know, new bids for other trash companies to come and compete. Here's the problem. It's a monopoly currently. It is. And, but here, but even within the San Diego County, it's kind of like a junior monopoly because you only have three waste haulers. Okay. You've got Edco and you've got waste management and you've got Republic. Yeah. And Edco is who we have in Escondido. Yeah. So. And you know what? I think they all kind of like get together and say, don't give your workers raises. They're all in because, cahoots. Because then we're going to have to give our workers raises, right? So they talk, they talk about market raises. Well, we're equal to. You know, so-and-so. Well, yeah, you're equal because you're all suppressing the wages. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. It's a See, racket. That's the kind it of is stuff, a racket. That's the kind of stuff that I couldn't deal with that I don't have the patience for. And knowing that the stuff that goes on behind the scene and where your hands are tied and like you spoke on earlier, the bureaucracy. And that's just. Ooh. Yeah. I'd be taking a lot of grasshopper breaks. How about that? How about that? <laughs> Anonymous question. These are the good ones. Here we go. Just let me tell you, mm. whenever anyone writes to us anonymously at City Hall. We don't respond if you don't have the guts to, to put down your name. Put your name on it. Say it with your chest. Mm. Anonymous asks. <laughs> <laughs> Who is she endorsing for mayor and for D1? Kiss can say D1. D1 is, is uh, out in John McCann's area. Okay. Yeah. I am endorsing Steve Rivera. I'm uh, Steve Rivera. Hey, yeah. She was looking at me. Yeah. Hey. I'm not running. And my last name's got to see you. Thank you. <laughs> I, thought, I thought it was Garcia. I'm, I'm endorsing Shams. El Shams. No. Frank Rivera. People out there, don't forget his name. Frank Rivera. Right now, Frank is a city engineer. He's been working for the city for 32 years and he's retiring. He knows the city backwards and forwards. He's he's a marvelous guy. You've seen him on third. He's a bicyclist. You know he's he's uh, you know he uh, he's just a great guy and he's very capable. So that's what I'm doing in D1. Okay. For mayor, I'm endorsing Zanita Encarnacion. Have you come out and told anybody this? Oh yeah. All right. Good. I, I, for a second, I thought we were breaking oh, some news man. here. I was gonna put the button. They go. Breaking news. All right. So we'll save that for later. Okay. So in Frank in Frank Rivera's case, it's kind of new. Ladies and gentlemen, breaking news at the Emo Brown podcast. Frank Rivera, we got you. Join us on a Sunday bicycle bicycle ride. Yeah, we He probably has. Nice. Yeah. Uh -oh. We do some illicit shit on these you, bike you rides. I don't know if he's been there. You, you probably know him. The name sounds very familiar. Yeah, I mean, he does charrettes and everything. So, you oh, know, wow. he's, he's done stuff on Third Avenue. Yeah. 
Okay, so those are the two people we're endorsing. Nice. Yeah, okay. Because, so, yeah. Well, we haven't touched on Pen 41. Pen 41 is a location inside of UPS. Oh, boy, UPS is where I work. I yeah, know. Once upon a time, you sent me a text. One of your grandchildren was applying for a job at UPS? Yeah. Nice. Did he or she get that? She was a seasonal worker, but seasonal she's not working worker. there anymore. You she know what? that driver helper. She nice. Really oh, she got a lot of steps in then. Good yeah. for her. <laughs> yeah. We have hey, a hey, hey, if you can get her in permanently. Yeah. You sure you want that? Yeah. All right. No, don't say I didn't warn you. It's like politics. You sure you want? You, are you sure you want to run for office? Are you sure you want to be a driver? I hang out with a lot of drivers. I hang out with a lot of UPS people, and these guys from Pen Forty One, the area that I work with, is where they send all the seniority guys. Oh, we're troublemakers. They just give us minimal responsibilities. Just stay out there. Don't get it anyone's way. Little Rob from Pen Forty One asks. Well, 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 what do we have here? It's Little Rob from Pen 41 with a question of the week. First question is for the mayor. Was it worth living a squeaky clean life to become mayor? And were you ever worried about something getting out that could have affected your career? Second question is for Caesar. Are you okay being Steve's sidekick? Because oh. Pen 41 thinks you should be Beyonce and leave Kelly. Hell yeah. <laughs> Wait, am I Beyonce or am I Kelly? Which one am I? Bro, you got Kelly. I just saw her movie. I'm a fan. <laughs> Caesar, start a podcast. I'm telling you, we'll back you. We'll do this. We'll get you on the Magrito, the whole pedo. Let's, let's tackle this later. Okay. Miss so Mayor. The, the clean life. The yes. Clean life. You mean just because I went to 12 years of Catholic school? Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> Uh-oh. I hear some Britney Spears playing in the background. <laughs> uh, is it hard living under the microscope? Yeah. Is it hard? Yeah. It is. It's like. People like mind your own. Do you feel like you have to walk a very tight line? No, no, because I just live my life the way I live it. And, you know, I'm the person that I am. And if people don't like it, they can lump it. I don't know what that means, but okay. At this point in your career, you've seen enough and you've been put through the ringer (laughs) enough that you, there has to be some satisfaction of like, I, I just, yeah, this yeah. I'm over it. Oh, good. Steve had never heard of this expression. If, yeah. Really? If you you, she lost me right now. Okay. You can just lump it. I was like, what yeah. does that mean? It's, if you don't like it, you can lump it. Okay. It's a boomer thing. Okay. Yeah. That's, okay. I wouldn't Explains connect that. You know. I'm in between boomer and um, millennial. I haven't. I don't yeah, make I, millennial. I don't. Yeah. I, I'm Gen X. <laughs> yeah. He died. Who's that? DMX. Ay, okay. Caesar, attacking this question. Um, you're Beyonce and I'm Kelly. We're in a band called Destiny's Child. What happened to the third one? Then? No, say nobody ever remembers her, bro. <laughs> nobody ever remembers them. <laughs> what? Break some news, dog. We will be starting a new spinoff podcast or what? I play it close to the chest. Right? There it is, dog. All right, guys. Well, for All those right. curious, soon. I'm looking for my Jay Z. Ms. Mary, mm-hmm. I think you're going to get let off the hook relatively easy. Okay. I'm looking at some of these questions. There's some bad ones. There's some bad ones. There's some really good ones. Let me see. Mm, no, that's a little too controversial. No, 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 no. Uh, I've never heard you utter those words. The homeless issue in Chula Vista, we've already, you know. We've addressed that. You know, uh, you know, here's a good one, a nice wholesome one. What are your professional plans once you leave office? Ooh. Ooh um, I'm going to become a pickleball expert. All right. Yeah. Get at it. And, and then um, I'm going to be a bocce ball um, groupie. You're going to go on a lot of cruises, it sounds like. You're going to. Oh, no. No no cruises for me, man. Those are dangerous, right? I don't want to be stuck on a boat. Okay. No. Unless it's a yacht. You strike me as a yacht yacht lady. Yeah, yeah. All right. right, right. No no cruises with 3,000 people. Thank you. What are your thoughts on the border situation? And what effect has it have on our fair city here in Chula Vista? Mm. 
Wow, that's that's uh, that's us, right? What's the effect of the border? Well, economically, we're partners, right? And we're neighbors, and we're family, and so that's the positive part of it. So, um, but what's going on with the border and immigration and all the people coming to the border? Um, people come to the border because they're suffering. They're not coming here because they want a free ride or anything. They want opportunities for their families. There's so many of them, though, that, you know, you can't possibly absorb them. Um, we're not seeing the effects here. You know, it's almost like it's, 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 a, it's just on the border, and it's either the return to Mexico um, thing that they're doing or, you know, uh, the, where they're processing the people, they really don't come through Chula Vista. And so I think that, you know, that immigration problem that they're talking about, I don't think it affects us here in, in Chula Vista. And I think that, you know, in a broader way, if you look at what's going on and if you look at the, the shrinking workforce, we're going to need those people in the future to do the jobs that are that are left, you know, I mean, we need people to work. And the reality is, is you've got an American population that's having fewer children, that's getting to be an old population. And you're going to need that infusion of, of immigrants that we've always had in the United States to keep this country going. It's a very touchy, touchy topic. You know, it's almost like, it's almost safe just to stay in the middle, just not say anything, but... I know our friend Mary over here, she she, she doesn't stay in the middle. She likes to tackle it head on. You have to realize the value that these immigrants have. And and if they do come over the border, then we have to make sure that they get integrated into the community and that they don't become poor. Mm -hmm. And then just recycle that program again that we talked about earlier. With COVID right now, I want to kind of switch the gears. We, we were in a, in a mandate where from December 15th to January 15th, operating a business, everyone in a business has to maintain their mask on. Moving forward, what do you foresee coming to Chula Vista? What kind of a mandate? Where are we as it relates to it? Are we going to push this push this term a little further? Well, you know- Do you foresee more shutdowns? I hope not, but that depends on the state. That's not your call. No, it's it's a state call, but, but it also is- incumbent on us to do what we can to contain the disease. And that's by, you know, practicing all the protocols that are being recommended. And uh, because it's so difficult, you know, I just feel so bad for any family that has children that, you know, the educational system and the gap in learning that's happening because, you know, they're in school, they're out of school. And virtual learning for young children is not ideal. I have a kindergartner when this started. And have a second grader going back. Yeah. You miss a lot. That was, that was a hard transition, you know, and obviously some of the services that were provided top notch. I love Mm -hmm. all of the teachers that have been helping my kids, you know, as I can only speak to their uh, assistance with us, but it just seems like there is no right way there. There's, 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 there's deficits in any option that's out there. There's not going to be the perfect solution to this. Mm -mm. I tip my cap to you guys, you guys, meaning those in charge, you know, those community leaders, city government leaders, officials that are up there, you know, taking 
all of the negative repercussion. Yeah, you know, and the school people. Oh my gosh, you know the the principals, the teachers, city councils. I'm sorry, yeah. school council members. Yeah. Oh cool. my, I've seen some of those videos of of school board meetings where they have you know some of the par- the parents come in and just voice their opinion, and the poor school board members just have to say it up I there know. with their hands crossed yeah. and just take everything that gets thrown but their way. What kind of example is there that to their children and being so horrible and rude? I was told by an outside party that both of us know that some of the people that are the most outlandish at these meetings, at, at, they don't even have children in the school district. Right. They don't even have children, period. They're just there to ruffle feathers, kind of like mm-hmm. be it, stirring the pot and just kind of like antagonizing the situation. Yeah. That sucks. Because yeah. as a school board member, you can't do anything. At city council meetings, such as the one tomorrow, do people do that? And what? how do you guys handle it when something like that goes down? Well, you know... The people of Chula Vista have been pretty decent, but you're right. You know, the, the people that have come and have been like outrageous and rude, um, they're, you know, some of them are out of towners. Okay. And, and some of them are, are people that have gotten, you know, whipped into this conspiracy theory. Right. I mean, we had this guy come in and tell us about getting a vaccine and, you know, this, little animal crawling to your brain and then controlling it and all this kind of stuff. Right. So you do have some people that are off the wall that come in and, and talk to you. Right. (laughs) And you wonder what the motivation is, or you wonder what they, you know, they're trying to accomplish. Um, But you just have to sit there and listen to it. And, and, and tomorrow we expect that we're going to get a lot of angry citizens in council chambers about the trash, but for that they have a reason, right? I mean, they are they're paying good money to have their trash picked up, and it's not being done. Little known fact: you still are getting billed yep. for the trash that's not being collected, right? Where did your statistics come from? That's a little known fact. <laughs> it's the bill that he got. Yeah, <laughs> little known fact. Uh, that would make it up. Republic a is still connected, still automatically <laughs> debiting our account. Miss <laughs> Mary. December can't get here fast enough. Thank you for picking, taking time out of your busy, busy schedule, walking Third Avenue. Thank you. Taking gummies, doing whatever a mayor does, which apparently is, you know. Going to dog parties. Yeah, yeah, you know, you do a lot. I'm very <laughs> grateful to, to call you my mayor, Thanks. even if it's just for the next 10 months. Uh-huh. And we look forward to see who takes the reign, who carries the torch Ooh, and leads dun, us into dun, a dun, new dun. era of Chula Vista. They got a tough task ahead of them. You did a lot. Thank you. You've brought medicinal marijuana. You've turned it into a dispensary that's legal. You've brought breweries and, and a more broad, a more prominent nightlife here on the west side of Chula Vista. Yeah. I'm telling you, you've, you've done a lot. So I, 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 I don't envy the position of who's coming, on, who's coming next and when, what they have to the do. Man. Yeah. yeah. Thank you very much. Ladies and it's gentlemen. It's such an honor to serve. Miss Mary Salas. Thank you. <laughs>